0: Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity that you give us to gather as a church on Valentine's Day, Lord God. I really believe, Lord, that today you want to move upon the hearts of everyone that is in this place, upon the hearts of those that are watching, Lord God, through the live feed, Father God, or maybe even watching this later on in the week and in our YouTube channel, my God. The words that we're going to speak now. Jesus, you said that your words are spirit and they are life, and I just pray that you would speak into each of our hearts and that you would continue perfecting the work that you started in each and every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, and we all say, "Amen" and "Amen." By the way, I gotta say that a lot of you guys look really nice, man. With the you know the, the red, uh, Renee, you and your wife throwing the heat color—that's perfect because it's red and Miami Heat. You know what? I, so it gets the pastor's approval, 100. percent You know, uh, today. Um uh, But you guys do look great. All right. So today, church, we're going to be closing our series. All right. Of family matters. All right. We're going to be closing this series today. And uh I really believe it couldn't fall on a better day. All right. As as we celebrate Valentine, as we focus, you know, on Valentine. Now, how many of you guys like Valentine's? Any of you guys like really enjoy this day? You like Valentine's? A couple of you guys? Yeah, some of you guys do. All right, man, by my house, there's so many vendors, you know, that just open the, the back of their car and they're selling all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, what in the world is going, where did all these people come from? You know what I'm saying? But man, people are trying to make a living and working hard and, and that's great. Um, husbands, how many of you guys got some flowers or at least something for your wife today? Any husband out there? That's it, Larry, showing us an example of how to do it the right way. Husband, if you haven't done anything this morning, brother, uh, there's going to be a prayer line at the end of the service. I'm going to be praying for you guys, all right? Uh, you're getting into trouble, man. I don't want you to get in trouble on Valentine's Day, all right? Do something nice for your wife today. Take her out, you know, either to a late brunch after this or lunch or do something, all right? Uh, it's important. I remember when I was... uh Trying to conquer my wife's heart, you know, I was in that courtship dating relationship with her, and uh, Valentine was coming around, and I was like, man, what do I do? You know, I was like, you know, sometimes as guys, we're like trying to figure out what to do, you know what I'm saying? And it seems like these days come all too quickly, you know what I'm saying? You finally figure out one, and all of a sudden her birthday's coming around. And I'm like, all right, it's like, I got one down, and now I have another one to go, you know? But this one, man, I had this great idea. I was going to take her to dinner, all right? I was going to take her to dinner. I I got reservations at the Rusty Pelicans. I I was going to take her to dinner. And then I came up with this creative idea. I had a a, a Nissan Sentra back then, all right? Back then, it was a nice car, all right? The sports one, the Nissan Sentra R, all right? And I remember, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take her after... You know, we get out of Rusty Pelican, you know that there's the beach and the city and the back and everything. I'm gonna put in the trunk of my car, I'm gonna decorate it like a garden. And I'm just gonna get flowers of all kinds, you know what I'm saying? And and put it in the back and and put candles and 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 turn them on. And and I got this nice picture that that we had taken together and I put it into our portrait, you know, and I put nice romantic music, you know, and 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 we went ahead and all that. And guys, I know you guys are thinking that I burned the car or something. Like, no, I did not. All right. The candles worked fine. Everything turned out. You know, so I told babe, just stay in the car. I put like a, a wrap after dinner. I put a wrap around her eye and I opened the trunk. You know, I, I had everything laid out. I turned on the candle. And uh, what we did is that, you know, the, the coffee and the pastries and everything. I have brought seats and we just put them out there. And it was a nice romantic time that we had. You know, just out of the box, out of the box. I wanted to show her how much I loved her and how much I appreciated her. I wanted, I wanted to show my wife, you know, at at that moment, you know, that her relationship to me was valuable. I want to tell you that on this day, as we close this series and, and we're talking about Valentine and everything that God is all about relationships. He is all about relationship. And, and I want you to understand something. And don't let anybody tell you that God doesn't love you. Don't let anybody, don't let your own mind, your own heart, your own brokenness tell you, I'm not loved by God. God doesn't, uh, is not interested in me. I want to tell you that the first romantic in all the Bible is God. He's the first romantic in the whole Bible. And I'm going to show it to you because the the Bible says that He created us to have a relationship with Him. Not only that, when that relationship was torn because of sin. know that the Bible says that God loved you and me so much. He loved the world so much that He sent His one and only Son. That whoever believes in Him will not be lost but will be saved, would have that relationship with God again because He loves you. So as we celebrate love today, I want us to understand that that God has loved us so much and that He is all about relationships. In the second chapter in the whole Bible, God creates everything. He creates the universe. He creates the world. He creates the, the sun and the moon and the stars, and He creates the animals, and He creates the trees and the oceans, and He creates man. And when he creates man, he looks at man and he tells himself something. Because remember, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In the midst of all these things, God has never been alone. There's always been a perfect union and communion among them. And God speaks to himself and he says something when he sees Adam. He says, it is not good for man to be alone. Now, a lot of us will take that and we'll go off into a marriage topic today, you know, and talk about how God created the suitable helper for the man. And and I believe that that is what God is talking about there. But the principle behind that is that it's not good for us to be alone. We were created to be in relationship. We were created, okay, to walk in relationship ones with the other. You're not created to live isolated, okay? Somewhere in a cave in Montana. I don't know why Montana just comes to my mind, you know, when we think of places that are isolated. If you're watching from Montana, we love you. We bless you, all right? But God didn't create you to be somewhere off. God created you to be in relationship. Actually, Proverbs 18.1, fantastic verse here. Proverbs 18.1, it says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. So the Bible is saying, don't isolate yourself. God is saying, I need you in relationship. I need you to find people, you know, that you'll be in relationship with. You and I were not created to live life alone. I want you guys to understand and I want that to sink into your heart a second. You and I were not created to live this life alone now, the reality is all right that relationships are not easy, okay Relationships, okay, can get a little messy. How many of you guys know what I 'm talking about? Relationships can get out of whack a little bit, all right? Do I get an amen this morning? okay? I know. <laughs> Uh, you know, relationships are hard and you got to invest in relationship and you got to work in relationship. And sometimes the relationships that you most invest in, sometimes those are the the most complicated and the hardest ones to keep. And sometimes even relationships that you've had for a long time because of different reasons, they break. So relationships are not easy at all. Just in the second relationship that the whole Bible speaks about, the relationship between a brother and another brother. Cain and Abel. And the Bible says that one got jealous of his brother and just went ahead and killed him. Second relationship mentioned in the whole Bible. First one was Adam and Eve. The second relationship it mentions is this one Genesis chapter 4. And it's a brother killing the other brother. So today, okay, in this message, we're going to look at Relationship God's Way. That's the title of today's message. If you're taking notes, Okay, as we close this Family matter series, okay, relationship, God's way. That's what we're going to look at this morning. And I want to tell you something. This topic today and this message today goes across the board, okay? Husbands with wives, wives with husbands. I want you to know if you're a parent, okay, with your children or children, you guys that are here, with your parents. Okay, today we're going to look into relationship, brothers and sisters, Okay, sometimes brothers and sisters, you know, they're killing themselves right now. And then five minutes after, they're like, if nothing happened, And you're like, what in the world? (laughs) You know, friends with other friends. Okay, all types of relationship. We're going to fall into this that we're talking about. So what is God looking for when we talk about relationships? When we talk about relationships, what is God looking for when we relate to one another? I want you to go with me in your Bible to John chapter 13. John 13. You guys with me this morning? All right. John 13. And we're going to look at verse 34 and verse 35. John 13, verse 34 and 35. All right. And it says this. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, a new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. What a powerful two verses here in Scripture. What a powerful statement by Jesus made right here. Jesus is talking to his disciples, he's about to go to the cross, and he tells them, okay, to love one another the same way that he has loved them. God wants you and me to love one another the same way that he loves us. And like that, the world will know that we're his disciples, That's that's, that's a crazy statement. So the question that comes to my heart when I read this, I'm reading this scripture, and the question that I think about is, how does Jesus love us so that we can love in like manner? Because Jesus says, I want you to love each other the same way that I have loved you. So the question is, okay, how has Jesus loved us? That's what we need to get to. Or saying it in another way, how can we make that love tangible? How can we make it real? Because all we all know, people that say, I love you, I love you, but that hasn't turned out too well. (laughs) So how do we make that love of Jesus real in our day-to-day life? Well, if we're going to build and sustain relationship God's way, there's three three values that I want to focus on this morning. Three things that I want to focus on this morning. If we're going to do a relationship God's way and we're going to show that love that Jesus has for us to others. Number one, write this down. Number one, honor each other. Number one, honor each other. Okay? We're going to love each other the way that Jesus loved us, man. Jesus came here to earth. Listen to this. Not to give us value, but because we had value. This is very big because a lot of us thought that, you know, the Bible says, yeah, we were God's enemy, but we were also God's creation. And in being God's creation, we were valuable to God. And God looked at which way can he rescue and show value to that that he loved. And he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus honored us. God honored us. We're to honor one another. Now, the word for honor, the biblical word for honor, okay, means value or worth. That you give people value. That you give them worth. The question is, how much is that person worth to you? What's the value that that person has in your life? When, when you think of honor, that's what you need to be thinking. How much worth does that person have for you? Now, Honoring others, the reality is, and you guys at home, okay, it goes against our natural instinct. This is not something that comes naturally to us as humans, all right? Honor does not come, okay? Because in our natural instinct is to honor and value ourselves. I want to feel honored. I want to, you know, I'm going to value myself. I'm going to do. But look at what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Romans 12, verse 10. Come with me there. Romans 12, verse 10. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. And now look at this part. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. That's like if you have to beat somebody. Yesterday, you know, I was at my, my kid's basketball game. And there was a couple of loose balls, you know. And people are running after the. When you're playing basketball and there's like a loose ball. You have people from both teams rushing after that. If you watch football, okay, and there's a fumble, and the ball is on the field, you're going to see all types of people diving after that ball. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's scary, okay? I played football. It's scary when you dive after that ball, and you have somebody that's like 350 pounds diving after that ball at the same time. You're like, you're like hey, go ahead, you can take it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, go ahead, you know, we'll play defense, you know? It's like... And the Bible says, when it comes to honor, outdo each other. Outrace each other. Everybody has to go after it in order to honor. Don't just wait and say, well, I'm just going to see what happens. And if if they do this for me, then I'm going to go ahead. and..." No, 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 no. That's not what the Bible says here. Okay. Now, I want to let you know, okay, this is, if you ask me, okay, PC, okay, how... How, how do you do this? Okay, how do you practice honor? Well, I'm going to tell you how I practice honor, and I believe this is going to help you. Okay, very simple. By valuing, okay, or giving worth, or giving honor to the image of God that every person carries. That's how I do honor. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, this is simple. The Bible says that we we're all created in God's likeness and image. So everybody, okay, regardless of if they think like you, regardless, okay, if they look like you, regardless if they're your same skin color, regardless if they're from another country, regardless if they have a different political view, all right? <laughs> regardless of all that, you show honor to people because that person, all right, is an image bearer of God. And as I honor that person, I'm honoring their Creator. And that to me is simple. Why? Because wherever I walk, listen, it doesn't matter who it is. I honor them. Now, I know that we're living in a in a society today where we need to be adamant with our children in order to teach them honor and obedience because that has been lost. You know, I remember the days when I used to ride a bus, okay, because I had to ride a lot of buses here. And if an older person came in, you would get up and you let that older person sit down. How many of you guys remember those days? You know what I'm saying? Today, you're riding a bus and an older person goes in. You let them hold on to that pole. You stay sitting down. That didn't happen back in my days. You showed honor, especially to the elderly. You say, hey, can I help you? Go ahead and sit down. I've been on a plane so many times. And I've had people that I have to go ahead and get up and try to help them, you know, put their bags and put their luggage other because they don't even reach. I remember one of the times that we were on a plane and there was an old lady and I saw her so fearful, you know, and I go, are are you okay, ma'am? And she goes, this is the first time ever I get on a plane and she must have been like 70 years old. And she didn't even know where the seatbelt was, you know, when they said, you know, they bring the meal. She didn't know where the tray was. And I I, I took it upon myself. You know what? I'm going to help this lady during this flight. That shows honor. Now, not only to the older, but I'm going to tell you something. Even honor the little ones. Even the children. Because some of us mistreat our children because we think, oh, they got to learn, you know, and, and we treat them harshly. No. You honor one another. That's what the Bible teaches. We honor one another, all right? Uh, it's a code of honor by which you and I do life. All you guys have done the growth track and the ones that have not, I'm going to give you a little preview into it, but we have a code of honor. If you want to serve on our dream team, be part of the people that are serving in this place, there's a code of honor. Okay. That I ask everybody to sign. Why? Because we're going to live by that code of honor. We're going to honor each other. All right. So now number two. Okay. If we're going to do relationship God's way. Not only are we going to honor each other. All right. But we're going to, this is a big one, guys. We're going to forgive one another. Oh, man. Helen, you're going to, you're going to preach this one with me because forgiveness. It's such a key thing in our walk with the Lord. It's so important. Look what Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Once again, I'm going to scriptures that Jesus is speaking, all right? Because I want us to understand the way that Jesus loved us, all right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Listen to what he says here. He goes, for if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your father will not forgive your offenses.
1: Woo.
0: I got some news for you, church. You guys at home, I know you guys are in the safety. Maybe you have your bedroom right now or dining room or living room. I have some news. People are going to hurt you. <laughs> if you're breathing, all right, you're alive, people are going to hurt you. People that are close to you are going to hurt you. Actually, I'm going to tell you something. The people that are closest to you are the ones that could wound you the deepest because of the level of intimacy and relationship. That's the reality of it. That's why sometimes marriages struggle so much because of the closeness. But people are going to hurt you. People are going to offend you. Please stop trying to live life like if nobody is ever going to offend you. We're going to offend each other, all right? And according to how we forgive, God will forgive us. That's what that scripture there is saying. How we forgive, the way you and I forgive is the way that God is going to forgive us. So so today I, I, I'm learning from my wife. You know, she's been preaching and I'm there taking notes when she's preaching. So I'm learning. So I have an example today, all right? So I, I, I have here in my pocket... Two spoons. I brought these from home and learning from Joe Rosa, he always has a spoon in his pocket. All right? He says he never knows when he's going to go eat and he doesn't find a spoon. So he just carries one with him. All right? That's a little crazy. But I got two spoons here. Okay? The Bible says that the way that you forgive, God will forgive you. And people are going to hurt you. So you and I have to be ready to forgive all the time. So a lot of us, this is our way of forgiving people. This is our spoon to forgive people. This little spoon right here. Oh, you hurt me? I'm just going to give you a little bit. And I was even looking for a smaller spoon at home, but this is the smallest one I found. But a lot of us are like, you know what? Mm, you really hurt me. You're really offended. I don't really think you're worthy of my forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? But here you go. And you take a little spoon like this. You're like, "This is my forgiveness towards you," you' like you don't even like scoop it and put it nice, you know you' like, throw it there, But then, when you offend God, then you want God to use a spoon this size to forgive you. Oh Lord, I am so sorry, you know that I struggle with the sin, Lord, and you know, Lord, that you're a loving God, you understand my ways. And, and and Lord, you know that I'm so mad at these people, but I, I really can't forgive them. But, Lord, please forgive me for everything that, that I do. And you want God to use this to pour forgiveness into your life. And God says, let me see what's the spoon you've been using to forgive people. And, and, and you're like, uh, this is the one that I have. And the Lord says, okay, so that's the same measure that I'm going to use to forgive you. So, you know what, guys? Man, I mess up a lot, all right? (laughs) I'm the pastor of this church because probably I'm the one that has messed up the most. You know what I'm saying? So God needs to like set an example. I want God to be able to use this spoon and and a bigger one. You know what I'm saying? To pour into my life. I can't be using this one to forgive people. Look at the difference in size. I want to give God the biggest spoon around to forgive me for everything I do. So what does God want me to do? Use the biggest spoon around to forgive people. To forgive their offenses. To let them go from the things that they do to us. Now, I want to tell you forgiveness is not easy. I'm not saying that it is, all right? And I want to say something. This is important. I actually wrote this on my notes because I didn't want to forget. Forgiveness is not acknowledging that what the other person did was right. That's not forgiveness. That, that's not forgiveness. It doesn't mean that you give them a pass and say, okay, what you did. No, 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 that's not what it is. All right. But forgiveness is recognizing and understanding that if you keep on holding on to that grudge, I remember Pastor Esby said this, I'll never forget, it, okay? It's, it's like drinking, okay, it's like drinking, okay, is like drinking venom, Is like drinking, okay, and expecting the other person to die but you're the one that is drinking it. You're drinking the poison, but you expect somebody else to die. When you don't forgive, you're the one that is hurting yourself. Your heart is becoming hard. And I want to tell you something. It takes humility to forgive. It takes humility. It takes being humble to forgive. And it takes understanding, you know what? That person was messed up to do that. But you know what? I'm going to forgive them. For your own sake, for your relationship with God. And, 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 I, and I wrote this thing down, okay, also to so forgive someone that has hurt you, you need to give mercy. You need to give mercy. You see, God moved in mercy towards you when you, He really didn't need to move, but He moved in mercy towards me. Uh, God made a way for me to be right with Him. When in reality, he didn't have to. So God showed mercy to us. What is God asking us to do to show mercy to others as well? Actually, the reality is, it doesn't matter how good you think you are. Okay, and a lot of us, a lot of times, we think that we're really good. I want to tell you something. There's no greater offense than the offense that we've done to him. And he's forgiven us. He's forgiven us. So the same way that we receive mercy, we show mercy. The same way we receive compassion, we, we've been shown compassion, we give compassion. The same way we have received forgiveness, we give forgiveness. This is relationship God's way. So I want to let you know, as you guys think about this that I'm sharing, just be, wake up in the morning and tell the Lord, Lord, I'm ready to forgive whoever offends me today. From, from the moment you get up, don't get frustrated at people. Don't let them rob your peace. A lot of us, you know, get so angry at people. Why do you put your peace in their hands? Don't put your peace in the hands of others. Forgive them from the moment you get up. Lord, today I forgive everybody that I'm going to (laughs) encounter. Look at Jesus when he was on the cross. He looked at the people that were there and what he said? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. You and I are in the light. You and I have the Lord in our lives. So that's why Jesus said, hey, when you're going to go ahead and, and, and look at the speck of dust in somebody's eye, make sure that you took out the plank out of your own eye. You know, so just forgive. Doing relationship God's way, number one, okay, honor. Number two, forgive, okay. And number three, number three is very, very important. And we're going to do relationship God's way on this Valentine's Day. Serve one another. Serve one another. And and, and I want to talk uh, about this, all right? Because when we're going to serve somebody, we got to see that person as more important than us. A lot of people have issues serving because we think that we're the important ones so that they should be serving us. But when you see others as more important, you don't have an issue in serving them. You don't have a problem in going to serve them. Uh, Grace, I want to honor you today because for many years you were a nurse. And as a nurse, it takes so much to be with people in their worst. How many of you know when you're in the hospital, you're in your worst, all right? Everything hurts, even your hair hurts. And you want to take it out on whoever walks into that. And those poor nurses, some of you guys, just keep on pressing the button for the nurse to keep on coming to the room nurse was there like two minutes ago and you keep on pressing the button. And I want to honor you, Grace, for the way I've seen you in your craft. I've seen you doing what you do and just serving people, you know, in the midst of their condition in their worst. Thank you for showing us Christ when you do that. All right. So I'm very, very proud of you. All right. When Jesus came, our Lord is our greatest example of service. Jesus Christ, the Lord, Is our greatest example of service. How did he start serving us? I'm just going to give you a quick little glimpse. Just by leaving the throne of heaven, that was enough. (laughs) When you have all angels, I don't even know how many angels there are. The Bible says, okay, myriads and myriads of angels. What does that mean? Millions and millions of them that are there to do your every bidding and you decide to leave your throne To come here to earth, it doesn't matter if you were born in a palace in Dubai. I got some news for you. (laughs) Just to leave all that and come here, that's service enough. But then the Bible says that not only did he become a man, but he he came to the lowest. Not only did he come to be served, but then he came to do what? To serve us. What an amazing Lord we have. What an amazing God we have. When we talk about honoring and value, that He would come to value His creation. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, to me, it's even... And the greatest example of that service here on earth, it was when He was hanging on the cross of Calvary. Look how He said it. He says it in John 15, verse 13. Listen to these words. And, and, and this was a moment where Jesus with his disciples is an intimate moment. It's a moment where, where he's telling them some very deep things. And he says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Wow. Greater love has no one than this. And someone laid down his life for his friends. You want to talk, okay, about loving someone? You want to talk about honoring someone? If Ish could come to the piano, I don't know where where he's at. Well, you want to talk about that? Then you're looking and, and you're talking, all right, about what Jesus is doing. What Jesus did. And there's a moment, okay, right before the crucifixion. And Jesus is with his disciples. All 12 of them are there. And this is what we know as the Last Supper. And Jesus is there with his disciples. And and in this Last Supper, they were celebrating Passover, okay? Passover was a typical Jewish meal. that would do this once a year when they would remember, okay, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. So he's having this dinner, but little do they know that he is that Passover lamb that is going to be sacrificed, all right? And he sets this whole place up beautifully. Now, I want you to understand something about the culture, the biblical culture at that moment. There was something that would happen Okay, when you would walk into one of these homes or one of these hall rooms, you know, whatever you want to call it, in every one of those houses, there was always a servant that was there. And that servant was there just with one purpose, to wash the feet of everybody that walked in. Because back then, okay, they didn't have Nike Air Jordans when they were walking around. (laughs) All right. They didn't have Prada. They didn't have none of these shoes that, that we have today. You know, they were walking on flip-flops, you know. Crocs would have been great at that time. You know what I'm saying? But Crocs were not invented yet. And what would happen as they would walk, okay, their feet would get dirty. These guys are walking for miles, all right? They weren't like you and me that we go to the mall and we look for the closest parking, you know. These guys are walking for miles. Their feet are getting dirty. And Jesus, when they walk into this place, the Bible says they're all seated at the table. And Jesus does something so amazing. The Bible says that he takes out his outer garment. Okay, he takes out his outer garment. He goes and he gets a basin of water. And he gets a towel and he puts a towel right here on his side. And the Bible says that he got down on his knees And he started to wash the feet of his disciples one by one. Now, I want you to see this in your mind. Because you had the good disciples there. You know, you had John, which was dearly beloved of the Lord. You know, you had Thomas, you had Matthew that had left his whole tax collecting business and followed Jesus. Man, you had some people that had paid some price to be there. But then you had Peter. And Peter was a loudmouth. You know, he always gave his opinion. I don't know what you think of those people in your life. You know, people that have an opinion for everything you do. You know those? <laughs> They want to tell you how to do things. And you're like, "Hey, I'm not asking for opinions. You know, I'm not having a, a survey or anything done today. Peter was like that. Jesus says, I, I must go to the." Peter's like, no, you're not going to go to the cross. You're not going to die. Jesus like, get behind me, Satan. You imagine that? You imagine you get called Satan, how that might be. You know what I'm saying? Peter was one of those that Jesus got down and washed his feet. Now you had another dude there by the name of Judas. Judas was not only going to okay, deny Jesus, Judas was actually going to betray Jesus. Jesus was going to go to the cross because of what this man would do. And Jesus got down on his knees and washed the feet of Judas. I don't even imagine how that moment must have been like. I have a lot, I have a list of questions that I want to ask the Lord when I get to heaven. One of the questions that I have when I'm sitting there with Jesus, I hope you're not behind me in the line because I'm going to take very long. All right? Just, it's eternity for something. All right? And I'm going to be in that line. I'm going to say, Lord, I want you to show me the picture of how it was when you washed Judas' feet. How did you do that? And I don't know if the Lord is going to, at that moment, you know, open up an 84-inch screen or something. I don't know. But that I could see that moment because those things have always intrigued me because it's so hard to have true relationship. And when somebody betrays you, the same way that Judas was going to betray Jesus, and Jesus is still going the second, third, and fourth mile and say, I'm going to serve you. I would have washed everybody else's feet and then I hired somebody. Hey, you take care of his feet. I'm not getting down there. (laughs) you know what? I'm not even gonna wash your feet. I'm not hiring nobody. You stay with your feet dirty. You're gonna die anyways. But no, there he went. There he went, there he was, he was there. And in verse John 13, 12. John 13, 12 through 15. And when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garment, remember he had taken it off, and resumed his place, he went back to the table. He said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. So I then... If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash the feet of one another. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. You see, Jesus does all this, and then he tells his disciples What I just did here, I'm going to ask you guys to do that as well. I'm going to ask you to do these things as well. I'm giving you an example that you should follow. And if you and I, church, people at home, if you and I are going to do relationship God's way, then we need to learn to serve one another in whatever circumstance, in whatever situation. And this morning, I want to do something as we come to the closing of this message. Today is Valentine's Day, and we're celebrating relationships. Now, all of us have relationships that we hold valuable and dear to our lives. But if there's one relationship after the Lord Jesus that I hold valuable and dear, it's a relationship that I have with my wife and my children that are here this morning. And I wanna tell you guys how much I love you. I wanna tell you how much I honor Dave, how much I honor you, how much I love you. Guys, all of you guys that are there, and I wanna do something this morning. I wanna ask you guys all to come up here real quick. Come here. to stand right over here. Um. So this week when I was praying, no, Jimmy, you can leave that there. Yeah, we just put the seats right over here. Put the seats right on this side, guys. Thank you. Right on the other side. This week when I was praying and preparing for today's message, could put them sideways guys because i don't want to give my back to the camera all you guys that are in the camera just put them like this yeah there you go now we got to be so conscious of the ones that are not here that's that's important so as i was preparing my message this week on friday the lord told me to close this series where we're talking about family as the head of the house and as the husband as the father I needed to go ahead and wash your feet and give the church a visual of what Jesus is speaking about here. So I want you guys to take a seat. All right, real quick. Yeah, let's... All right, let's sit down. There we go. And some of my children are little. So they might not even understand what's going on. They're like, why in the world is daddy doing this? But you know what? I'm being obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling me that I got to do. Men that are here. Okay. I want to, today, I want to encourage you later on when you're at home tonight before going to bed if you could do something like this with your wife if you want to do it with your whole family with your kids ask the head of the house and show you know what I'm going to serve my family and they know that you're the one that serves them they know that you're the head they know all that but you know what if you could just for a moment put yourself down and get on your knees and say you know what I'm gonna wash my wife's feet. Cause man, if somebody has to put up with me, it's this lady that is right here. You guys see me at church. Oh, pastor, you're awesome. You're, you know what? She puts up with me. The, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know that, you know. And I'm not talking about Clint Eastwood, you know. She's the one that's there with me all the time. And then these guys that are here. I want to honor you guys today. Hadassah, David, Bella, Jeremy I want to tell you how proud I am as your father how much I love you guys I want to tell you that you guys are the greatest gift that daddy God could have given to mommy and me I love you so with all my heart and the greatest desire that daddy has is that you guys would always go after him with your whole heart that you won't get distracted by all the things this world will show you but that you will love the Lord And follow him all the days of your life. So babe, I'm going to start with you. All right. I love you. Yeah, of course. And the mic is on, by the way. I didn't ask for ice to be put on this or anything like that. All right. But father, I want to thank you. I want to bless my wife today, Lord. And I want the men that are here, if you could just pray for your wives right there where you're at as I do this. All the husbands that are here, you take a moment, just pray for your wife. You guys at home, I bless my wife, Lord. I honor her. I thank you for her life, Lord. Father, that as I do this, Lord, following Jesus' example, that she would know that I'm always here to serve and honor her all the days of her life. Now, if you have your kids here, I want you to encourage you. Pray for your kids. You have your sons, daughters here. Just take a moment and pray for them. Just bless them. Thank Daddy God for their lives. I want to say, Grace, you're there. Let's sing Majesty as I do this. I think it's a proper song today as we do this. to stand up this morning right there where you're at thank you right there where you're at if you could just stand up this that i'm sharing with you this morning church is relationship god's way this is the way that he wants us to relate with one another The world could tell us a hundred things about how to celebrate Valentine and how to do relationships and how to do family. Uh, But you know what? How about if we go back to basics? How about if we go back to who created family? If we go back to who created relationships? If we go back to God? Right there where you're at, I want you to close your eyes for a second because I know that This is not an easy topic sometimes. I know that there's people that have been missing in our lives. I know that there still might be questions. I know that there might be pain. I know that there might be unforgiveness. I know that there might be some regrets because of the way that certain relationships went and decisions that you made right there where you're at this morning. Can you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you telling me with this message today? What do you want to speak into today? When you talk to me about honor and forgiveness and service, Lord, what are you telling me? Just take a moment right there where you're at. Just take 30 seconds right there. Just let the Holy Spirit bring this home. Let him speak to you. Just listen for a second. Just listen for a second right there where you're at. Maybe there's somebody that you should have honored and you haven't. Maybe there's a broken relationship that God is telling you, you need, you need to mend that. Maybe the Lord is telling you, you need to go and serve this person. Whatever it is that he's showing you today, do it. Do it. Don't question it. Just go after it. Now, there were your eyes closed and head bowed. The most important relationship that you and I could have is our relationship with God. Of all the relationships, that's the most important, you and him. And I want to ask you this morning, how's that relationship doing today? How's your relationship with the Lord today? Are you guys walking close? Are you walking as a son and a father, a daughter and a father, or are you far away from God? It might be that you came to church this morning and you feel worlds apart. You feel so far away. You feel so distant. I want to tell you today you can come to him. So it doesn't matter if you've had a relationship with him or if you hadn't, you walked away. Today you can come to him. Actually, if you make the decision to come to him today, he will meet you halfway. You don't have to go the whole way. He will meet you halfway. So there were your eyes closed and head bowed. If you have walked away from the Lord, you you know him, but you don't feel as close as you should. Right there where you're at. Tell him, Lord, I want to come close to you. Lord, I want to value my relationship with you as the most important one. Allow me to come back to have a stronger commitment with you. Allow me to value you, to honor you, Lord God, with my life. I ask you for forgiveness, Lord, if I followed my own ways, my own paths. Lord, allow me to live a life where I would be used to serve you all the days of my life. Now, if there's anybody here today that has never invited Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity. You want to come into a relationship with God the Father. The only way to do it is through the son, is through Jesus Christ. If you invite him into your life, the Bible says all your sins are forgiven and you're made a son or daughter of God. And if you're there and you're like, pastor, I want to make this decision with your head bowed. Just repeat this with me. Lord Jesus, today I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins and I receive you as my Lord and my savior. From this moment forward, let me live to honor you all the days of my life. Thank you for bringing me into relationship with my heavenly father. And I ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. And let me live for the purposes that you have for me. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people say, Amen and Amen.